Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Okay, guys, we have a special, special guest here today. We have author, artist, and now director, Mr. Oak Anderson here today. We, this is a really special treat. He has a new short film called Slit, and it's a hard thriller, and I have seen it, and so has Mac, and we thought it was a great idea to bring him on. So please put your hands together, even though we have no live studio audience, for Mr. Oak Anderson. Oh, thank you very much, Mac Anderson. Really appreciate that intro, and thanks for having me on. Welcome to the show. It's our pleasure. You, you are actually our first filmmaker here on the podcast. We have, you know, Mac has interviewed, you know, a comedian and, and, uh, deadly, dead, what's his name? Dead Meat, James H. Denise. Uh, who does like a lot of horror media stuff, like analysis of that. So you are, oh, we're happy cool. for you to be our first uh, filmmaker here today. Well, we're sharing first because this is my first podcast interview. And oh, I really appreciate it. So yeah, <laughs> really we're both breaking new ground. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay, so we're gonna just get this right off the back. Why don't you tell uh, our audience a little bit about yourself, just to introduce before we get into our questions? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've always um, leaned towards art in some sort of way or form. Uh, you know, all the way through growing up as a kid into into high school and, and through schooling that way, um, some way of expressing through art. Um, and then I, I ended up in a, in a career uh, more in the security uh, field, um, but also uh, giving me an opportunity to uh, be in marketing as well. Um, and so it, it, it really gave me an opportunity to combine a career with what I love doing, which is art, but also having the time to uh, be able to work on projects um, on the side. So it's uh, a sort of my 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 quick background. Awesome. I actually, for those who don't know, I actually won a prize pack from uh, the Slit short film contest, and I was able to receive a you know, little postcard and a little uh, necklace razor blade that actually is part for one of the characters in the short and uh, I could totally see where a lot of your inspiration for art and mm -hmm. incorporating marketing for the contest and actually for the uh, recent uh, box that you actually sent out to press did was that for your inspiration to you know get that kind of like slit box out yeah and you know it's funny uh, that that razor blade necklace that um and congratulations on winning that prize pack. <laughs> Thank um, you. Those, those razor blade uh, necklaces. Um, so I took uh, 100 actual razor blades uh, and I built this little wood contraption that they all fit in snugly. And then I was able to grind them down on um, stone so that they were dull. And then uh, used glue and paint to create the, the, uh, the blood look but also to add a little bit more glue to make sure that there was no sharpness to it when uh, folks were going to wear them around their neck for our uh, screening party so that's a little history of how those razor blade necklaces came to be oh. that's a, it's really cool so to see like all of the uh, marketing stuff that was done for this please go to slit movie on instagram to see all that fun stuff so in the description below 
What's your first question for Oak here? Well, I guess my first question to start off uh, with today is, um, I guess you already did it, but uh, what's, um, what's uh, tell us a little bit about like your early life and like kind of like your background and get you like into the arts and uh, like a lot of the filmmaking and everything. Yeah, so uh, that's a good question, Mac, because it, it I had a lot of different influences and, um, and, and I'll talk about the most recent uh, after the, how I got into art and what my sort of path was. From um, high school, I felt that I was really enjoying art. I wanted to pursue a career in art exclusively. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. And I, and I did really well in, in the grades up until the final uh, year that was the year that the grades mattered the most going into university or college or, or wherever I was going to take it from there. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a teacher that um, didn't really appreciate my style of art. Oh, and okay. That was really discouraging for me uh, because, you know, I spent hours and hours putting detail into my drawings or anything that I, I did. And when I got low grades back and saw, you know, others that had more simplified um, creations or and they were all good, mm-hmm. they were getting a higher, you know, 90s. And so that was pretty discouraging for me. And it, it has sort of changed the course of my thinking and what uh, I wanted to do for a career because art was so subjective. Um, I sort of shifted out of the art direction. Um, so then I, I went into uh, security, uh, just because I had a bit of a, um, a martial arts background and it's sort of a natural segue for security. Ooh. <laughs> so we got some like karate style, martial arts, Cobra Kai style here. Informing <laughs> art. Yeah, and you know, so the security uh, path opened a lot of doors for me that way. And, um, but then I was able to bring back art around, uh, as, as I mentioned through marketing, um, but then my most recent influences, you know, uh, Valerie St. Louis, who's the producer uh, on Slit, um, has a, a really great knowledge of horror film. Uh, she's been a lifelong fan of horror. And um, the way uh, Slit came about actually was um, uh, Valerie and I were both down in Philadelphia um, visiting Joseph DeFrancesco who I uh, co-authored my latest book, our latest book uh, called On This Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we started talking about horror um, because On This Day is more of a crime thriller. And we started talking about horror and and that's sort of where the ideas started brewing and, and the influences uh, that Valerie has with her knowledge of, of the horror genre. And then we went into the, the writing aspect from idea creation into writing. So that's sort of my background and influences up until present day into film. So uh, Valerie uh, St. Louis, the producer, was uh, the biggest influence in the push to creating a, a film, or my, my first film. Oh, okay. So that's very cool. And before we talk more about Split, please tell uh, our audience what the film is actually about, because it's been circulating all around the film festival route, and we'll talk about that coming up too. So please tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, Slit um, is about when, you know, families in a neighborhood um, are minding their own business in their own homes. but at night when they, they leave that slight slit left open in their curtains, uh, in their front window, 
it uh, basically invites an unwanted uh, guest being slicer um, mm -hmm. into their homes. Um, Slit was sort of born from the, uh, and it has a little bit of a security element to it because mm -hmm. uh, doing um, security audits and, and things like that, letting people know that at night when you have any uh, opening on any of your windows, uh, it gives a direct view to anyone from the outside and you not being able to see them stood on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, that's sort of where we, we played off of, of that for uh, Slit. Uh, so Slit is about uh, one family that uh, has left their curtains uh, a slit open and it all goes horribly from there. It does. I mean, I really enjoyed the actual, the short film itself. I mean, what did you think I of did that? Too. I liked it. I was, um, I was telling Christian earlier that like it had the vibes of um, like it had, the, it was the good parts of the strangers like compressed together into a short film. That's what I told her. Oh, thank you very much. That's a great, that's a great film. So thanks for uh, comparing it to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, no problem. Yeah. It, was just, it was, it was, I just enjoyed it a lot. It was very like interesting. And I'm like, wow, did you like, well, before like you asked a question, Christian, I wanted to ask this like this quick question. Mm -hmm. Um, Was the, it's like in total, it's seven minutes and 56 seconds, I believe. Yeah. It, like, was there any plans to make it like maybe a little longer, maybe like half an hour, maybe like 10 minutes? That's a great question. And it was something that was debated and debated. Um, being uh, the first film um, and a very, very low budget, it was under a thousand dollars. Really? Budget. Yeah. That's insane. Um, yeah. It, so, I mean, we used, um, we had an incredible group of uh, cast and crew, some friends, some family. Um, some hired on, but everyone was so committed to putting the film together uh, once they heard about the concept and uh, saw the storyboard and read the script that uh, it was just such a great team effort. For, for me as a first time director, uh, everybody else made it uh, easy. Um, you know, all the way up from the, the production assistant on set, uh, DJ Fimio, he was just uh, incredible at making sure everything was done and anything that mm -hmm. we couldn't have thought of, he thought of. Uh, to the homeowners, um, the Cameron family, they let us uh, in their home for weeks prior to filming to do um, uh, the location scouting and then doing test shots. Uh, and then the actual weekend that we shot filming there. Uh, and remind me, please, to tell you the story about how we got a, a foot of a record snowfall the, the week before. Our, oh, gosh. Our, oh, wow. our shoot i have to tell you that story because that, that's a great one but um you know and and the uh so valerie st louis who i already mentioned and and of course you know joseph de francesco who helped uh, uh co-write the script um and and zamuda films uh for the post-production uh and sound design steven sandu i mean everybody just came together and really really put such a big effort into it um, and the, the actors were, were so patient and great um, mm -hmm. as, as a very low budget. I mean, we shot this on an iPhone um, with a gimbal. And, and so a lot of our uh, set or props and such was all homemade and everything. So, you oh, know, Jenna so Vittoria, cool. who played daughter, and uh, David W. Fimio, who played son, uh, Sylvina, Sylvina Stover played mother, and Warren Stover played father. 
they were incredibly amazing and uh, on set in their acting and just their patience with the whole process. It made everything really, really seamless. So it was, it was great. You can really see that through all the photos that I was going through, especially like the behind the scenes stuff. So it, it felt like that home feeling, like kind of set where everybody felt connected. Yeah. And it all comes through together really nicely what the end result is. So um, Thanks, my, other question, my other question for you is that like, you know, expanding, like, do you see yourself continuing on with this, this series? Like, you know, how Jennifer Kent did like, you know, her short film and it became the Babadook and, you know, David Sandberg did like Lights Out where that was a short and that turned into a feature length film. Do you have plans to turn, hopefully, slit into a future feature? That's a great question. Uh, and those are great uh, movies you referenced there. They're both really, really good. Um, we would love to do something like that and, and you know, sort of, not forgetting Max's question, which I don't know if I answered 100% about doing it a, a longer feature or, you know, 30 minute or, or longer. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't want to overstep our, I didn't want to overstep my bounds of being a first time film uh, director. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So I really wanted to do my, my best um, with something short to really uh, see uh, how it does and then how we can improve upon it. So to answer your question, Kristen. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to do something more with this now that we have the experience. Um, we, we have um, some positive uh, reviews, uh, one being uh, from yourself, Kristen, really appreciate it. Um, so we want to investigate uh, Slicer a little further, uh, maybe do something a, a little bit longer. Absolutely. It's a great introduction piece to the Slicer yeah. character itself. So it sets up many open doors. So Mac, what's your next question? Um, I wanted to ask you, so since that um, you have da you've dabbled now into the world of cinema and that you said that you're a writer and everything with your books and everything, I wanted to ask you, um, what is your creative process that you go through to uh, sit down and write whatever piece of content that you are planning to write? Um, so if I were to look at um, Take One With You, which was my uh, first uh, full-length fiction novel. Um, that process, uh, Mac, was six years from Whoa. concept oh, to, to publishing. Um, it was something that I had uh, thought about on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that I, I just couldn't get it out of my head, that I, I knew I had to do something with it, where I started writing down uh, ideas, which turned into scenarios, which turned into characters. And I really did a slow build because it was, um, as a first time uh, writer, it was just a, a massive undertaking and much respect to to all the authors out there that are able to just sit down and write uh, and and bang things out really quickly because that wasn't me. <laughs> so um, I, I really took a long time with it. Uh, and then when I um, uh, had met uh, Joseph DeFrancesco and, and we developed a, a friendship online through uh, some author networks and such. Um, and we supported each other's work, which was fantastic um, and gave each other tips and things like that. And then we decided to, to co-write uh, on this day, the crime thriller. Um, that was a little bit different of a process. We did that within um, about a, a year and a half. Um, oh just based on our schedules and him being in Philadelphia, mm -hmm. 
Uh, I'm up, I'm up uh, outside of Toronto. Oh yeah, Canada. I can hear the uh, the Canadian accent coming through. Is it coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say, but <laughs> but that's totally cool, man. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, it it sneaks out uh, every once in a while, I guess. And um, I don't know if I said a or a boot too many times yet. But well, you're uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, and, and Joseph and I had never met um, the entire time. And the first time that I met Joseph was after we had published the book and uh, uh, I went down to Philadelphia. Um, I guess it's two summers ago now. Um, and yeah, so I, that, it was about a year that that process. And then for um, Slit, uh, Mac, it was a, a concept. I just wrote a, more of a couple notes uh, and then brainstormed it with uh, Joseph and uh, Valerie as well. And mm -hmm. then I, I draw it out. Uh, so I guess my my artistic uh, side in that regard, I, um, I like to put it into a visual for uh, the others that I'm working with on it to, to see it before it is a, a written uh, script. Uh, so that's sort of my process with that. So you like to give them like a little storyboard for like when you guys when you guys are doing the um, creative process for Slit. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. I don't know if I can uh, verbalize what my concept is as well as I can draw it out. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. So the um, like the the slicer conceptual art, um, and I, I don't want to say what that looks like, so I don't give any spoilers, mm -hmm. but. Um, that was something I, I felt like I needed to draw a slicer and then present that to Joseph and Valerie and say, this is this is who I'm thinking is outside of the window. All right. So my next question for you is to continue off, you know, some of your writing process that you've written. You've written three books, correct? Yes. Uh, so Take One With You was the first, and it has two short stories uh, mm -hmm. that are what I call episodes. Uh, so I, I went backwards in the... In the uh, the, the novel uh, category where I, I went with a big novel and then I went with short stories, whereas with Slit, hopefully we're going from, sh from short to a, a longer version. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then uh, on this day, yes. So well, do you have any uh, new projects coming up that you plan on writing or now you're just gonna continue on with the filmmaking? That's, that's a tough one. Um, I'm always keeping over busy so i've got too that's much good to be over busy is not being busy at all is that the best thing <laughs> yeah. So, yeah and so i i've got um some writing projects in mind uh, that are just loosely um you know in that conceptual uh, uh phase right now and and bits and pieces written um from the film side of things uh have a, a really um there's an idea that i have that i really want to move forward with i just have to convince uh valerie st louis the producer to to join forces again on this um and then everyone else in the crew but uh absolutely i i i think the film would be uh the next step that's awesome nice all right so also you've been on the film festival route and given covid are all the film festivals that you're taking part in are virtual because your film has been been submitted to the Hollywood Horror Fest 2020, iHorror Film Fest, and was a semi-finalist for the Horror Movie Awards 2020. 
So how does that feel and how does it feel to be participating in the film festival aspect? Yeah, thank you. It's it's a it's it's new to me um, being a first time filmmaker. Um, and um, it, it's exciting. There's so many great filmmakers out there and it's really opened uh, me up to to seeing more great content from other artists. Um, you know, when you go through the, the submission, uh, not the submission list, but the the um, winners and the awards of, of these festivals, um, it, it's just really great to see all of the art and the, and the community. I found the filmmakers community are really supportive mm -hmm. uh, of each other, mm -hmm. which has been really great. Um, Creepy Tree Film Festival is one that we had submitted and and won uh, a couple awards in as well for Slit. Oh, no way. Congrats. Yeah, nice. thank you very much. And, um, you know, it's just seeing all the connectivity of all the other filmmakers and artists and writers uh, has been really inspiring. Um, it's a great uh, group, uh, gr great company to be in. Um, so it, it's just the whole film experience has been um, really positive from all of the, the actors, the cast and crew that I mentioned uh, right into uh, others who would be considered your competitors going into these festivals, but it's really not like that. It really seems like a big family. It's been really great. Yeah, totally. From from personally attending film festivals myself, I, I hate the competition aspect because, you know, it doesn't matter who wins or loses in the end. What matters is, is that you're showing artwork to other creators to get other people inspired and, you know, take notes from each other and, you know, watch great content in the end. And if you win something, that's awesome. If you don't, you know, the fun that it all is participating in the festival itself. So 100% agree, Kristen. Yeah. And that's what I've experienced. So that's, uh, it's been a really, uh, really, really great and virtual or not virtual. Um, I think it, it's the film uh, festival industry is still uh, chugging along and, and content mm -hmm. creators are seeing that that is happening. So they're getting back out there and creating more content. Uh, so it's uh, been inspiring. Uh, I mean, our uh, screening party for Slit was scheduled right at the um, beginnings of, of COVID. So we put that off until just a couple of weeks ago um, and ended up holding it outside of uh, outside of my house, <laughs> just so we <laughs> people do a drive by. I wanted to give them their razor blade necklaces. Uh, I, nice. wanted, I wanted all the cast and crew to still have that closure of that experience of the of this of the screening party. They all deserved it incredibly. Um, so we made it a fun day, and we just did a, a socially distance um, drive by screening red carpet uh, and pictures are up on slip movie uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then we did a, um, a zoom meeting for everybody to, to watch the film online at once they got back home later that night. Right. So that's a really cool premiere. Got to figure it out. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah. You can. So Mac, do you have any other questions? And uh, uh, another question I have is that um, obviously this is the film podcast. We talk about films, any type of film we can get our hands on. So I wanted to ask you, Oak, what do you have any um, directors, writers, um, films, actors that like inspire you, like that have inspired you throughout your life that you like, maybe it's your favorite, maybe some movies that you don't like that inspire you to maybe do better than that? Wow. Yeah. There's a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, what, and, and I'll, uh, 
an experience that really um, excited me about film was um, so uh, Valerie St. Louis, a uh, producer, um, being such a, a big horror fan, I had uh, taken her down to L.A. to Rob Zombie's uh, movie premiere for 31, oh. which uh, was, I guess that's about uh, four years ago now. Um, and uh, being in that, uh, at that premiere and, and then... We met uh, Robert Corpsey Ryan, who um, is uh, with uh, Girls and Corpses magazine, and he's produced uh, several films. He was a producer, executive producer, I believe it was, uh, on 31 for Rob Zombie's film. We met him and started talking uh, with Corpsey, um, ended up going out for dinner with, uh, with him the next night um, and chatting about film and, and things like that. That mm -hmm. was a, a really inspiring trip. <laughs> um it was just wild and uh we're I, I still keep in contact with corpsey um and uh so rob zombies film 31 and his other works uh there's a, a lot of um uh, great work out there that he's done mm -hmm. uh, we're doing some um uh, bringing some older films back uh, like halloween and yeah. you know but really the the horror experience I think I I I I I seep that off of Valerie. Just her knowledge of film. When we watch film, she says, "You see how that's happening. You see how they did that." Or, you know. And then, uh, I, I mean, I've been sat in a in a room with Valerie where there were uh, horror movie posters on the wall, and um, I said, uh, "Do you know who the um, the makers of Friday the Thirteenth were? Friday the Thirteenth, and." She said the name. I said, no, that's that's not right. I said, it, it begins with an M. She said, oh, you mean Mustafa Akkad? That's, he's not with, Friday, he's with Halloween. And I'm like, how do you retain all of this? You know, it's just, <laughs> just really incredible. Um, yeah, so I, I, I get the benefits of, of others uh, by the influence that way. That's awesome. And I, and I have to That's tell you nice. the, uh, sorry, go ahead. If you had another question, I don't want to forget to tell you the story of the uh, record snowfall. Okay. We'll get to that at the end. But Perfect. Uh, per one of the things I found from looking at your artwork on Instagram, it's incredible. If you guys need to go look at some artwork, go to Oak Anderson's Instagram page. He's got a really cool painting of a tree frog that I'm like really obsessed with at the moment. It's kind of <laughs> cool. And then you also did like a painting of Jason Momoa and uh, Stephen King. And I saw on Instagram that you got Jason Momoa to sign it. So I want to ask you about your experience with that. But then I also want to ask about, uh, do you draw some inspiration from one of Har's best and legendary authors and you know inspirations for like it and everything Stephen King so do you see inspirations from that and then also going back to the Jason Momoa <laughs> yeah. we can't forget about Jason Momoa absolutely no. <laughs> so yeah so uh being a fan of Game of Thrones um uh and then uh knowing that Jason Momoa was going to be at the um fan expo uh that was local uh, to me, uh, I think I found out uh, about a month prior. So scrambled to uh, paint something 
of Carl Drago uh, so that I could hopefully get an autograph uh, on the painting uh, from Jason Momoa. And um, the lineups are huge. He came in, he, he um, sat up at the front at the table, finally got round uh, to meeting him and shook his hand. And uh, he held out the painting and uh, one of his uh, colleagues uh, at the side of him said, he painted that. And Jason looked back at me and then he pushed it further away from himself and went, wow. And then went to sign it. And, uh, <laughs> Valerie uh, St. Louis was beside me during that whole experience. And she was the one taking the photos and was visibly shaking. That's like, you know, Aquaman right there. It's yeah. like, how can you not be like shaking? Yeah, absolutely. He is quite uh, a character. Uh, it was It was great. Uh, meeting him and, and he stands for some great causes too so it was uh, a pleasure to meet him and have him sign the, the painting um, and then uh, Stephen King absolutely uh, I don't know how many of his books are on my bookshelf um, but uh, definitely an inspiration uh, and thought I had to draw uh, a paint uh, him uh, that's a, a legend so wanted to uh, get him on canvas as well do you see right. that come also through your film work as well when it comes to Stephen King from from Slit? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure there there's some parallels that can be drawn from uh, Stephen King inspiration. Definitely, um, he he's got a, a great way of storytelling, and and if I can be um, have any parallels drawn, that would be a, a flattering, um, but definitely an inspiration. And and Chris, I should mention that tree frog uh, painting that you you brought up that one was um done uh, I, i've started uh, to try and maximize time uh in the day so i've combined painting and and stationary bike uh, cycling so that okay. frog painting was actually uh, completely painted while i was riding a stationary bike no freaking way yeah <laughs> yeah that's so cool i never heard anybody doing like that before that's neat yeah, it was, uh, it was about, I rode about 112, I think it was 112 kilometers while painting that over a bunch of different sittings. It wasn't in one sitting. Oh, that's a sit. Wow. That's, that's really cool. I can barely, like, when I do something like that, I can barely read nor that. So for you to be painting, that's just as cool. I can watch ESPN, that's it. And, yeah, I, I, I really got that. into it last winter when uh, it was, you know, it was cold and uh, couldn't get out to bike. And but also, you know, some of the paintings that I was doing were taking so many hours. Uh, I was feeling guilty for the amount of time that I was sat, uh, so creating. But I felt like I could do something more. Um, so that that's actually uh, I started uh, full cycle art. Um, on Instagram and started sharing some of those paintings and the cycling and I'm, I really want to get back into it. I, I just had my first ride again the other day as the, the weather starts to cool off. That's awesome. All right, before we wrap things up, I do want to hear about wait, that snow I, wait, Oh, I got, you got like, another question? Yeah, I got one more question. Uh, I was like, oh no. But uh, wait. I'm good. What? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, so, okay, one question, because we're talking about Jason Momoa, I wanted to ask you, are you excited for the Justice League Snyder Cut to come on HBO Max next year? I, when next year is it coming? I think, I feel like it's going to be, like, the summer. It's, like, it's going to be the perfect summertime, like, HBO Max miniseries, because they're probably going to do, like, a weekly 
episodic release because they're releasing it in like four parts. Yeah, it's gonna be like a oh, little okay. like movie That's series fantastic. type yeah. thing. Definitely looking forward to that. I saw an article, I think yesterday I was reading something about it. Um and I didn't catch the date, so thanks for letting me know that, Mac. Yeah, that would be fantastic to see. But my real final question, it is, um, do you have any uh, future ambitions, aka, like, maybe, like, a big dream project that you want to do with, like, certain people or, like, a certain concept that you you see yourself that you would want to do in the future? Um, you know, I I love trying new things um, and different things, and, and I... And I, as you can see, I, you know, I go from the writing to art to film and, and just, I love that. Ex I love new experiences um, and being able to work on a, a full feature uh, length film in any capacity. Uh, I would really, really love to do that. Um, you know, I, I, um, I tried out um, being an extra years and mm -hmm. years and years ago because i just wanted to see what that whole film studio experience was like and as an extra it's just a lot of sitting around in a room with a bunch of oreos and other things on on tables for you to eat <laughs> pretty much but it's but you can't go wrong with those oreos those oh, crack tables the best part <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so it was a, it was a really neat experience and i enjoyed that and so i really want to see if i can get onto the the um onto a full feature-length film and being a part of the whole thing um th that would be something i'd really aspire to be uh what, act, what, fil what film were you an extra for um so i was uh there were so uncredited all uncredited uh and then i was a uh a jail guard uh on the film bait on September 15th. So how long does it take for you guys to get these out of development? Jamie Foxx is bait. Looking for a job. Didn't you rob me a few years ago? I had a couple problems. Bait. Rated R. Catch it. September 15th. Which was with uh, Jamie Foxx and I'm... Uh, I'm forgetting the other gentleman's name and he was such a great guy. Um... He used to be on a show called Murphy Brown. He was a, a, oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um And I really wish I could say his name right now and remember his name because he was so uh, amazing on set. Um, he was just the nicest guy and he made me feel really, really comfortable. Um, and essentially he, he and uh, Jamie Foxx were in a jail cell and um, I'm one of the, the guards that come in and grab Jamie Foxx and drag him uh, down the hall. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Put on your IMDb, I had con physical contact with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a 2002 movie. Oh, a 2000 movie. Oh, my goodness. that's I forgot about this movie and came out. Oh, my that's goodness. That's an old one. Yeah, I've been around for a little while. That one's, that one's, uh, that's an old one. It's a funny well, uh, movie. But like before uh, we were going to like wrap it up, tell us about this record snowfall story because it seems like it's a thrilling tale. So, yeah, absolutely. The the, um, the Cameron family that uh, let us use their home as uh, set location number three, mm -hmm. um, they were incredible all the way through and, and doing our test shots and, and everything that I mentioned. But then on the coordinated uh saturday i believe it was um with a potential of a leak into sunday for any uh reshoots um 
there was a record snowfall on the Monday, I believe it was. It was more than a, a foot. And this was um, very early in the year. It was in October or I'm completely forgetting which month it was now, but it, <laughs> it was unheard of to get snow, ver let alone a record snowfall of a, more than a foot. And Jesus. we needed to shoot a scene that had shots going from interior showing the exterior of the, the front of the, the house, which is the front lawn and street. Mm -hmm. And we had shots that we needed to be standing all on that uh, front lawn shooting towards the front door of the home. But there was a foot of snow and it was on the roof, <laughs> oh. in the bushes. Um, so uh, Blair Cameron, who uh, actually is Slicer's uh, body double, um, he um, kept, he shoveled it. <laughs> so he wow. saved the shoot. Uh, I went there one one night and uh, I started shoveling and he came out and I said, no, please don't let, let me handle this. And he just wouldn't uh, take uh, take no for an answer to not help him. And, and he did that. And then it snowed again. Oh, oh man. And and he said, don't come back, you know, because it was a, a fair drive for me to get over to his place. Uh, he said, don't worry about it. I've got it. So he, I don't know all that he raked it after he shoveled it. He got all of the snow out of the bushes and off of the, the window ledges of the home. So all of the shots that you see exterior um, mm -hmm. that are around that, that family home uh, near the ending of the movie was all completely covered in snow. Uh, oh my if, if you pay really, really close attention, you can probably see a bit on the roof. Or if you look off into the distance in some of the shots, but uh, his neighbors thought that he was uh, on who knows what because <laughs> he's out there shoveling his his front lawn and shaking his bushes off, and it looked like it was a a home uh, in in Arizona, sat in the middle of this winter wonderland because he didn't have a speck of snow anywhere to be seen. Jeez. So it was it, he saved the he saved the shoot because it was the day that worked for everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was great. And I hope that I've mentioned everybody. Um, you know, we we did some some um, post audio. Uh, so uh, Olivia Anderson uh, came in and helped us out with some some screams uh, that you you've probably heard at some point in the movie. There, yeah. Um, Maureen Anderson uh, did some some uh, uh, some work in the background on uh, in one of the the homes at the beginning of the film. Um, uh, Kevin Yukana was a huge, huge help from a tech uh, perspective and camera operating and, and just being there all the time to, to help us with everything. So everybody was just fantastic. And you know what, uh, Mac and Kristen, uh, to you both as well for having having me on to do this podcast. Uh, it was an honor to be asked. Uh, and as I mentioned, it's my first uh podcast interview and uh, and your interest in the film it's uh, just everything related to this whole experience everyone's been really fantastic so it's appreciated of course uh, we love having no, filmmakers no problem, on dude. and you know getting you as our first filmmaker it's, it's an honor to us so thank you for your time and Mac and I were very happy so for those who want to go follow you what where can we find you at yeah. your socials yeah, so uh, on Instagram, uh, at Oak Anderson, at Slip Movie, and at Full Cycle Art. Uh, and to watch the trailer, 
anyone can go to www.slitmovie.com. There's actually two versions of a trailer uh, now. Uh, Zamuda Films uh, was kind enough to put a second trailer together, so really appreciate that. And it, uh, it, it's all up on the website there. All the awesome. links will be in the description below, by the way, for everyone who wants to go see it. Thank you so much, Oak, for coming on our show today. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. All right, one more time, guys. Oak Anderson, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Mac and Kristen. Anytime, and once Anytime. again, we tell everyone they're always welcome to come back if you want to come back on. To just you can be like a guest if you ever we're doing a podcast where we have a topic, you can always just come back on. We can talk about the topic. I, I am a hundred percent open to that anytime. Or Thank any you. new projects, please feel come on and promote it. Whatever you would love to do, even if yeah. we would love to have you on. New painting, we'll have you on. We want to see all your wonderful creations. So I appreciate that. Alrighty, we'll be right back, guys. See ya.